Hello and welcome back to That Rugby Podcast, there joined by myself and Husey from Hello. the Sports Booth. Husey, 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 how are we, my friend? Yeah, good, thanks. Look, there was only positive results in the rugby world for me this week, given that there was only one, well, <laughs> look, no, not only one game, but there were three games played in terms of rugby for the, the teams and nations I support, so Australian women and then the Waratahs, their junior academies. Success across the board. It's great. Three from three. Three from three. Three from three. Great feeling. Not going <laughs> to last, but, you know. <laughs> it I'll doesn't happen forever. Take, yeah, I mean, take I, it while I can. I also had a fantastic weekend. Yes, yes. I, I can imagine you did. Uh, I can only imagine the feelings. I mean, the Wellington Lions winning yeah, their first title in 22 years. Uh, we will talk on that later. But shall we get into some international rugby chat? Yes. Because this it. weekend we come up with the first round of the international window for the end of the year, the international test. Mm. I did a quick preview on our YouTube channel, so if you haven't watched that, have a watch of that, where I run for everyone and who they're facing. Uh, but we're focusing on the first week, which is New Zealand versus Japan, or All Blacks versus Japan, yep. and Scotland versus the Wallabies. Uh, so both of our teams in action, first in action yeah. um, for the end of the year tour. Excitement, I guess, is building. I yeah. uh, I feel like these are two winnable games for both of our teams, but pose their challenges. Yes, definitely. Australia. Uh, just looking here, uh, I don't. We haven't had recent great success against Scotland. I think Scotland won the last the one, match yeah. against us, fifteen to thirteen. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, overall, the Wallabies have got the the uh, the run of the green against Scotland, twenty-one to twelve, but. Yeah, Northern Hemisphere rugby seems to give Australia problems. And I actually saw a great article uh, during the week about sort of... It's basically talk about what we've talked about on this podcast plenty of times in that the Wallabies' main problems is themselves, is their discipline, mm-hmm. right? Yep. One of the things I used to really notice about the Wallabies was their errors, not in terms of like giving away penalties... But in terms of handling errors, knock-ons, things like that, uh, bad lineouts and things like that. Now, the, the the knock-ons and four passes have improved. The lineouts are still a work in progress, but have massively improved when Parecki's in there. Now it seems to sort of exchange that problem, for, or at least it's be- another problem is becoming more apparent now that that's sort of getting solved, is the discipline, yeah. is the penalties. We saw it against, New- I mean, the most obvious example is against New Zealand, right? <laughs> but we saw it against England as well uh, in that in that series there and even against uh, South Africa and Argentina in those matches as well. Uh, and I think that that style of rugby is very Northern Hemisphere, you know, play on your opponent's mistakes. It's, it's the sort of South African form as well. Play on your opponent's mistakes, play in their territory. Eventually they'll make enough stake- mistakes, you'll kick enough points, it'll be fine. And Scotland is a gritty, grinded-out team, low-scoring affairs, right, yeah, um, much like Scotland itself, grey <laughs> and miserable, right? And yeah, that's what Australia can. Early expect. shots fired. Uh, <laughs> Early shots fired. I mean, I've been to Scotland before. I've got Scottish heritage. I know what it's about, right? I know what Scotland's about. Uh, it, yeah, it's just that's the style of rugby that they're going to play. I'm just trying to find the article here uh, about it, uh, but it was, it was. It was a really good article. Uh, Laurie Fisher was the one who sort of was yeah. talking about it, the new um, coach, and he was yeah. he was really getting fired up about 
um, Australia's mistakes, especially against Argentina and discipline and things like that, um, and and tearing into players, which I love. Yeah. You need that, and especially these discipline mistakes. And that's because it's so frustrating as a fan to watch that, and it and it'd be so frustrating as a player as well to be continually pinged for things. And you know, you might even think, I mean. All players think all the time it's never their fault, right? And so that will just build up more frustration, which will lead to more mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. So you just have to be super disciplined about that. I hope that's what's been being enforced really in in the Wallabies camp leading up to these international matches. But the Scotland one will be a great uh, watermark, a great yeah. a great test for where the Wallabies are actually at and how, if at all, they've improved their discipline. And I mean, I said that about actually in the preview. I said it's a great test for both teams to show where they're at yeah. at the stage. Scotland is ranked sixth in the world, mm. so this is no easy beat. You yeah, know, like they're a, a solid team. They are missing Finn Russell, who mm. uh, is arguably one of their best players. Stuart Hogg's lost the captaincy, so there is some, I guess, questions going into this series with you guys or this game with you guys and and the end of year tour. But I guess. It's going to be interesting how they respond. Like uh, I feel yeah. like sometimes when teams go onto the back foot with that, you lose a player like Finn Russell, Stuart Hogg's taking out uh, the captaincy away, the rest of the team kind of steps up. Um, so, I mean, I think it's going to be a, a fascinating first game. Uh, I'm interested to see what the Wallaby squad will look like. Yes. Kind of just seeing what combos they're going to select. Because you've got five games, and this is what I said, you've got five games, so you're probably going to have some opportunities at, to, to build some combos. And, and your game's... The fixtures work in your favour because it goes Scotland, mm. then in a big game against Ireland, I believe, or France, and then it goes Italy, then Ireland or France, and then Wales. So you've got, like, you know, let's a warm-up game or your, your tester. Mm. If you can get past Scotland, okay, we've got our big challenge. Then you've got Italy, which, you know, no easy beats, but you expect a victory. Yeah. Then you've got your big game, and then you finish off the series. So it'll be interesting to see what combos they get. I, I expect Donaldson to start the Italy game. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, whoever they decide as first five in that first game will be really interesting because I'd imagine they'd back them to go into the second game. Uh, yeah, I imagine it'll be Foley for the first game um, as sort of the incumbent, and you're right, as like the yeah backer for who's going to play in the big games. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, I mean, and that, look... We, we sort of talked about it last week, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit later on as well. But, you know, you haven't really seen much about when they're going to announce the, the Wallaby squad, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know when that's coming. The game's coming up, right? So who knows what the starting lineup's going to be. Um, but, again, that might be – I mean, look, I, th- I I don't mind the, the, the coaching side of it. Like, I don't, I'm not putting that on Rennie. And then the coaching staff at all in that they haven't named a squad yet. That's fine because they're probably still taking their time to figure it out. And I'd rather them take their time and figure it out and get it right. However, I think it should be on the management and like the the business side of the Wallabies to be like, hey, we've got to get these things out by this day and this yep. time. You need to make sure you have your squad ready by then. And they probably have that internally. But then market that. like Exactly. Exactly what you said last week. Like the being announced, the All Black Squad announcement, it's a huge deal because it's a great honour for those players. It's a great honour to be a Wallaby as well and to know if you're going to be in the starting lineup or on the bench or anything like that. Like, yeah, well, that's something that should be announced. Yeah, and it's not... And built up as well. Like, exact, built up is a good point. Let's say they're going to announce this team on Thursday and they yeah. know, like Dave Rennie's gone, internally the team gets announced Thursday 9.30am. Yeah. Surely you say, okay, to the media team, that's when we're announcing it. So today, like, 
when, whenever he's decided that's when he's naming the team, yeah, he sends a message out to that they that, so they get it out. Okay, yep, on social media, team's been announced Thursday nine thirty. Okay, cool. Two days beforehand, it's two days until squad naming. Yeah. Two days. Team on is two days, yeah. Instagram Boom. stories with countdowns. That's what we want. <laughs> I, I think, and this is something I think all of rugby can get better at, um, yeah. the NRL and Teamless Tuesdays yep. is fantastic. Every single team named at the exact same time, bang, here's all your teams. Yeah, look, I'm just scrolling through the Wallabies Instagram at the moment. And it's got happy a, birthday. It's got great mix <laughs> stuff. Yeah, happy birthday. Shots from training. Throwback moments, right? Uh, the boys out and about uh, in in the UK and things like that. Like it's got good stuff on there, but nothing about when the squad's being announced. Like the the sec- one of the uh, more recent posts is the date and time of the game, which you know that's great. That's good to put that out there. But who's going to be playing in that game? <laughs> like that's that's it's arguably like wants to know. <laughs> yeah, that's arguably at this stage more important than knowing when the game's going to be is. Who's going to be in the game, right? So I, I imagine as well for, look, I mean, I'm sure the players themselves communicate to their families like, hey, I'm in line to play. Make sure you clear your Sunday morning to, 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 to watch me play. Me. <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe their families are just as desperate to find out as we are. Yep. People got to clear the schedule. And like, if you're fans of certain players and certain teams, you might be more motivated to, to get up and watch than if they're not on there. There's a whole heap of reasons. There's only positives the only negative is that your social media intern has to do a little bit more work. <laughs> Same with your graphic designer. It's a little bit more work. No, and I, I understand it's more, it is it is work to do something like that. But that's that's an exciting thing. It's and part of the business. Exactly, exactly <laughs> right. So get it together, Wallabies. I mean, yeah. And so so that game's happening. Obviously, the All Blacks versus Japan is going to be a, yeah. a pretty big game. In Japan, uh, a lot of names are missing for the All Blacks. The Barretts... Um, have had a family loss, so they won't be there. Sam Whitelock, Will Jordan out. Then Lestia Fanganoku also was on his way home, so he's out. So a few names already called in. Dane Cole's injured, so... Listen to, listen to this, listen to this. All Blacks already painting themselves as underdogs. Already painting themselves as underdogs. Oh, look, look at all these players. We will never go into a game against Japan as underdogs. <laughs> Don't you worry about that, my friend. I'm just saying... That this is a disrupted build-up. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, so be ready for maybe mm-hmm. not as big of a win as we expect. Yeah. Some some All Blacks fans, Mills Molina has already stated that be prepared to lose to Scotland. As long as we you beat mean, England. No, no, no. Oh, so when, we play, yep, when yep. we play Scotland, he said be prepared to lose to Scotland. I said, Scotland. Be prepared to lose to Scotland. 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 I'm not prepared to lose to Scotland. Yeah. But he said as long as it means we beat England. Yeah. Because that's it's the momentum builder. Like for the And World what Cup, he's yeah. trying to say, and I get it, like us all blacks fans have lived in such a fantasy for so long where we go, We beat every fucking body. And I go, when we lost, I end up lose, I end up like Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, we're lost. But now it's at actually do we want to be winning these games? Does these do these games matter as much as a World Cup? No. All I want is to win a rugby world cup. Yeah, it's just this is just chopping and changing, experimenting. Yeah, getting getting the combos, getting it right. Going okay, what did and didn't work. Yeah. So now I'm like, refinement of the process is what is the stage where you're at. And and who's better at it than the South Africans? You know, like yeah. constantly doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Rugby world cup, we've won it. And it's yeah. like, like how they've won it, I don't know, but they do. So I am, I'm starting to become one of those fans, and I've never mm. thought I would be. I always thought I'll never go in 
being like, it's okay to lose mm. because I've been an All Blacks fan for so long. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, it is all right to lose if what comes from a loss is better for the team. You know, that's that's just called being a basic human being, right? A decent human being, learning that winning isn't absolutely everything. And now I know that's a controversial thing to say on a sports program. You're right? speaking like a true Wallabies fan. No, you? this is just... Winning isn't everything. I think this is just me personally, right? I think a, there are a lot of Australians, a lot of Wallabies. I think I would say probably every Wallaby that... Winning is everything. Winning is everything. But for me, it's not everything. It's right? not everything. It's not. No, winning's not everything. <laughs> you know You know what is everything? What? Friendship. You know? <laughs> Having a good time with your mates, chatting about sports, loving life. That's what's important, you know? That was really nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> See? Crazy. We don't often get this. Normally, Hughesy comes in and he goes, I'll be lucky if I get a good podcast from Luke today. I'm always nice to you. <laughs> I'm always nice to you. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm all. I'm. I'm just. A, I'm You've a lovely, stunned me. You've stunned me with I'm, that. Well, yeah. I was shows expecting. shows the lack of decency of New Zealanders. Oh, that, see that. there. That's <laughs> what I expect. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I could get the, the best out yeah. of them. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No, it, it's true though. It is. It is hard to to think as sports fan because it is at the end of the day it's all competition right mm-hmm. and seeing who's the best testing yourself against someone else and finding out who's who's better and the ultimate tournament of that is the rugby world cup uh but i think it is it's the, the it's almost and you know tom brady got in trouble last week for saying that going away to nfl camp is like going away for deployment in the military so drawing comparisons between sport and warfare is not always the smartest move right (laughs) but overall the strategy of sport i think is evolving as warfare evolved right you know warfare used to all be about one battle kill as many of them as you can whoever wins that wins the whole thing but it's not like that it evolved from that to it became about a bunch of different little battles who can win it's more about supply and logistics and then achieving your ultimate goal which is a place rather than necessary a battle and that's what rugby's and sports becoming about especially you think of things like the nfl mm-hmm. nba baseball is the best example of it you know resting players and things like that baseball is the epitome of winning isn't everything because they will regularly just sit their entire lineup just to rest players and just yeah except we can accept sure. this loss if we can win the next five exactly you know, like. we can accept this loss because we know we're already in this position to do this etc cetera, etc cetera, blah 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 and it's a bit like now i think other sports are starting to become a bit like that where we can accept the, the thing though with rugby and other sort of contact sports like rugby where you play fewer games is that because there are fewer games to play each win and each loss is that much more important yeah, and that much it. more uh, the, the stakes are higher, right? Yeah. Baseball play over 100 games per year, not including the playoffs. 162. Yes, yeah. baseball. It's incredible. Though. Ridiculous, man. Basketball plays in the 80s, right? 82, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you look, you compare that, compare that to the rugby championship, six games. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You compare that. Even to, Super Rugby, what well, was like 12 games. Yeah. Or, well, even, you even look at the NRL and it's a quarter of a, the basketball season, basically with 25 yeah. games. 25 games. Yeah. yeah. Right. I guess, yeah. Like, like, that's a really good point. Like, even if you look at like the EPL is what, 38 games. Yeah. And it's not all about winning every single game, but there's a, it's stakes. Like it goes NBA, like MLB. And then it goes NBA stakes get higher. Yeah. And then it gets higher with the EPA. Well, the EPL, EPL is unique in that 
there isn't there isn't playoffs. Playoffs, so it's all right. Because yeah, so yeah, like yeah, all yeah, these yeah. other leagues, they're they're positioning to get into the best position for the final race. Yeah. Whereas the EPL, the entire season is the race. It's so, yeah, <laughs> um, it's crazy. But getting back on on point, right? Because it's sort of like what I said last week. I never would say that these games don't count for anything, right? Yeah. But there isn't like. Uh, there isn't a World Cup in the end of it. There isn't a rugby championship. There isn't a Bledisloe at the end of these games, yep. right? Uh, it's not. It's not what people look back on the year and go, "Oh, yeah, Australia won the series against Scotland this year. We've got the whatever trophy True, they play yeah. for." That's not. That's not the hardware people look for, yep. right? They look for rugby championships, Bledisloe Cups, World Cups, right? Yep. So, accepting that, we're not going to play our best lineup every game. It's not all. It's not all about making sure our. Um, best team is on the field all the time and just playing with each other. I think it's good because then it gives you the flexibility for when injuries inevitably occur. You know more what you've got in your lower grade players. They've played with your higher grade players. They could slip into the lineup uh, more easily. Um, Yeah. And it's overall looking at the bigger picture of everything because even though I say winning isn't everything, right? That's on an individual game by game basis. Because winning is everything, but the thing that is winning that is everything, that was really poorly phrased, I'm sorry. The thing that is everything that you want to win is the rugby world yes. cup. Like what you said before. 100%. So, I see what you were going there. Yeah, I could so, see. yeah, so winning is everything, but it's about what you're trying to win. Not every single game. Winning isn't trophy. everything, but at a point to achieve the goal, it is everything. Yeah. <laughs> winning we're, isn't. We got to. We are, how we are we great philosophers how here on the sports with podcast. Because winning isn't everything, but winning is everything. Is what you're saying. So winning, Win, winning everything. Winning the battle isn't everything. No, winning. Yeah, winning the battle isn't everything, but winning the war is. Yeah. If we're going back to military, yeah. Look, we're going to try and find a more concise way to say it. So, winning everything isn't everything, but winning. Is everything. There you go. <laughs> that was good. That yeah. was the one. There we go. There it is. We've yeah. got to put that on the T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Winning isn't everything except when it is. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Now now that we've discussed... Philosophy. Uh, yes. <laughs> now that we've discussed winning and how it's I not I win, everything. therefore I am. You win, therefore you are? Yeah. Let's discuss... Do you, know the, do you know the origin of that? I think, I think therefore I am. It's Descartes. That's for all the philosophy fans out there. Just to... I'm sure yeah, that, yeah. yeah, rugby and philosophy All go hand in hand. Philosophy. I, of course they do. <laughs> Tamiela Tupo is a famed philosopher. <laughs> let's predict yeah. where or the records of both of our teams. So let's mm-hmm. start with the Wallabies. The Wallabies play like Scotland, Ireland, uh, Italy, France, Wales. I'll get up the, oh, you, you keep going. I'll look up the exact um, exact games. The exact games. Okay, so and yeah. And when they're played. I know it's Scotland first, obviously. Yeah. I know it's Italy in the middle and Wales at the end, the island France part. I'm a bit confused. But what I believe is going to happen. So this may influence you. It's Scotland, okay. France, Italy, Ireland, Wales. Scotland, France, Italy, Ireland, Wales. Okay. I think Australia are going to win three games, lose two games. Now, you're all expecting me to say that I think Australia are going to beat Scotland, Wales, and Italy. But I actually think they knocked off one of the big two, which are France and Ireland at the moment. And I actually think it's Ireland. I like their second game, the fourth game after the Italy game. Yeah. 
So I've got, I think they're going to win three. They'll beat Ireland. They'll lose to France. Their other loss is either going to be Scotland or Wales to, yeah. to start or end the tour. So that's I've got them three and two. Okay, I'm sort of similar lines, except I think they'll go four and one, and they'll lose to France. I lose think, to France. I yeah. think they'll they'll they will. I'm I think similarly. I think they match up better against Ireland. Um, I think Scotland will be a tough game, but I think the Wallabies this year. I think Rennie's definitely improved that squad. Like you look at the Wallabies from a year ago compared to the Wallabies of this year, like the. We just had the whole discussion about winning, and his his record isn't his winning percentage still isn't great. But you can see the improvement in the team. You can see the strides that have been made in the Wallabies. Um, and I think after probably what they feel is a very disappointing rugby championship, which when you think about it, three and three, you know, not that bad against quality teams like South Africa, New Zealand, and Argentina. I think they'll be disappointed with that, um, and I think they're really going to be focusing and going to come out swinging. Uh, in this tour, and I think they'll come out very uh, well against Scotland. It'll be, as I said, a tough game, but I think they'll win. France, I think, might be they might be too much for them. I think the French might throw too much, uh, too much at them. Italy, Italy's no pushover, but Australia should win that. If they don't, if they don't win that, I don't know. I, I yeah. don't know what I'd do. <laughs> I'd have to. I'd have to see what Italy are ranked fourteenth behind Georgia at the moment. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to look at what happened in the game. Like, say, if we got two red cards. Yeah, I was about so to say something ridiculous. <laughs> fine. If we just straight up lose that, I don't know what I'd, I'd probably renounce my citizenship <laughs> or something like that. Uh, Ireland, do. Ireland would be a tough one, but I don't know. I've just you believe Ireland. Like, of course, Ireland looked good to beat New Zealand in New Zealand, but really, I think New Zealand looked poor in that series yeah. more than Ireland looked good. I think Ireland. Australia match up better to Ireland than New Zealand match up better yep. to Ireland. Now, there's a couple of things. Uh, also, I just want to add just quickly before you round us off. Uh, the reason I like Ireland as well, Australia to beat Ireland. Oh, is sorry, I misspoke before as well. Australia went two and four in the rugby championship, not three and three. We, in my mind, we went oh, three everyone, because yeah. of the late penalty. Um, France play Australia in their first game. Yeah. So I think they'll come out firing. However, something to note, France play South Africa in their second game. Mm. A week after... Ireland play South Africa, then Fiji, then you. So they've kind of got the same yeah, vibe. So it'll be interesting what team France put out, yeah. if they care about your game or they're like, actually, South, South Africa's ranked third, we want them. Maybe they don't. Uh, maybe they go, let's get prepared for South Africa and whoop these Australians. So that'll be interesting, and I think Ireland will... I hope they take us easy. I hope they see South Africa as a real test, <laughs> and we whoop their fucking French asses, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Winning is everything. What the fuck are we talking about before? <laughs> Bloody six weeks they lasted in World War Two. Bloody fucking French. <laughs> Wave the white flag. Australia's coming for you. Oh, you've gone at the Scots now. The French are <laughs> calling the everyone out. I didn't go at the Scots. I just called Scotland a miserable place. The Scots recognise it's a miserable place. They take pride in the fact that it's a miserable place. The same way we take pride here in Australia in it's being a deadly country where everything and its <laughs> children want to kill you, right? But the bloody French, right? I could just see those arrogant, excellent cheese-making Frenchies just thinking like... <laughs> We, it's the same as that bloody referee. That's, that's where it's coming from. This is where the rage is coming from. These Australians are indisciplined. We'll use it as a warm-up for these Africans. You know, that's what I could see happening, right? It's making my blood boil just thinking that. You tell. put that in my head now. I, no, I, I didn't even trying. think about that. I wasn't trying. I didn't even think about that. The mere suggestion, thats that gets me really fired up. The mere suggestion that the Wallabies would be seen at the level as a warm-up game. Like we're in Italy. Like we're in Georgia. You're you know? not. I know. That <laughs> pisses me off. 
I'm not okay with that. They, I, I dare you to take us easily, France. I dare you. You know what? The Australians are playing for something this tour, right? They've got motivation beyond just what's on the rugby field, beyond just seeing the whites of their enemy's eyes in the line across the field for them. They are playing for a promise. They're playing for a small boy's hope. Well, I'm average size, but the promise <laughs> of a boy who would take them out for ice cream, right? They've got all the motivation in the world here. Right? And I've predicted them to go four and one. I said the only precursor for them to, to obtain the ice cream, and I've sent this in a DM to the Wallabies Instagram account, is they just need to have a positive record coming out of the tour, right? They've got all the motivation in the world to take it to those smug French pricks. So Did, did they reply to you? No. <laughs> Not even, didn't even read it. Uh, but, yeah. but you did just predict four and one and they'd lose to the French. Yeah. Well, go I, five and oh. Go on, say it. Fuck the French. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Five, five and oh. Undefeated Easy. tour. Undefeated <laughs> tour. I'm angry now. I'm angry now. The fucking French, they haven't even done anything yet, but they've pissed me off. <laughs> Just what a, you said there. Haven't won a World Cup. Yeah. Tell them that. Of course. Of course. That in their face. They had a chance against New Zealand. Guess what they did? Surrounded. Yeah. <laughs> Gave up. Oh. It got a little bit hard. <laughs> Ridiculous. Shall we move on to our predictions for the All Blacks? Yeah, we probably better before I get in trouble. <laughs> uh, I think the All Blacks go four and zero. I don't think they lose a game in the series. They oh, you mean the, you mean the fact that there's so much disruption around them means that they're not going to, you know, they're, they're still going to beat Japan. <laughs> I thought you were setting yourself up for an excuse there to go like, no, oh, you know, no, oh no. well, we're so disruptive. We don't even have the Barretts, you know. We don't have Geordie, you know. It's like uh, we don't have um, Will Jordan, uh, Geordie, or and Will Jordan. We don't have our Jordans. No, we don't. Yeah, exactly. But we still beat Japan. Yeah. Uh, we played Japan, then uh, Scotland, I think. You're not allowed to use it as an excuse then. If you, lose to, if you lose to Japan, you're not allowed to come out here and say, I'm not gonna... we've, we've lost the Barretts, we've lost World Jordan. You just have to own it and say that, you have to just say that Japan were the better team and you sucked if you lose to Japan. I will, on that camera, admit that we sucked great. If we lose to Japan. I just wanted to establish that, those terms I'm not, There's no problem because we're okay, not going to lose. We're not going to lose Japan. I, I risked an Ian Foster tattoo. I know, and I know. I wasn't even I'm, close. I, I, wasn't know, even I, I don't doubt your word when you give your word. I just needed you to give your word there because you were, seemed like you were building up for an excuse. So right. I just wanted to, to preempt that, to cut that off at the head before you said next week or whatever when you lose to Japan or if you lose to Japan because you're so disrupted and everything. And then you moan the fact that you didn't have the Barretts at World Jordan. No, I won't. I, won't. Okay, I good. will sit down That's and great. I will tell you that it, Wonderful. If they beat us. With <laughs> great. Okay, so we have Japan, Scotland, Wales, England to finish off. England, yeah. the big one in Twickenham. Uh, I've got us going 4-0. and I don't see mm-hmm. anyone troubling us as much. I think we build towards that England game nicely. Yeah. Eddie Jones' warfare is going to start. Can Ian Foster keep his kill will be interesting, but I think we get It'll be That'll be a great game. Yeah. That'll, be a, that'll be a real test yeah. for, for New Zealand. Right. I mean, we saw England in the Australia series look vulnerable. Honestly, Australia probably should have won that series, mm-hmm. right? Um, and again, it wasn't even necessarily England being better than Australia. It was Australia letting themselves down, much like New Zealand did against Ireland. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. a simple fact. Uh, well, I say simple fact. It was, it's, it's, of course, opinion, but you could just look at it and you could see the mistakes Australia made, the discipline and things like that as well. And it's the same with New Zealand against the Irish. So that's, I think it's, you know, for one of the, first times ever that's going to be the big question for both of our teams is the same question is can they hold their, their discipline you said it just before can Ian Foster hold his nerve yep. against Eddie Jones 100% um, so your prediction for the All Blacks 
Yes, same. Borno. Borno. I think, yeah, England will be... Look at that. You reckon both England, uh, New Zealand and Australia go over there and go 9-0 back. How good will that you be know, when we come back on you know the podcast? What it is? You know what it is, Luke? I think both of our teams feel like me at the moment. We had these namby-pamby old world Northern Hemisphere pricks come over here <laughs> to our territory and embarrass us, beat us yep. on our home ground. First time ever for us. Yeah. Yeah, and we lost to the English, right? Oh. At least the Irish, you know, people like the Irish, yeah. right? You know, luck of the Irish, happy-go-lucky, oppressed for centuries by the English. We had, England came over here, it's like Big Brother came over and reminded us. Spectacular Yeah, boys. it's like, it's like I'm a third, well, I'm the older brother in my house, but, but imagine I had an older brother, right, came over, he's like 40, I'm 30, came over and just slapped the shit out of me and just like, remember who Big Brother is. That's, that's what I think the Wallabies are feeling right now. I think New Zealand's still sitting there like, we lost to the Fucking Irish. Mm-hmm. Guinness drinking, potato eating Irish, right? With a half a dozen New Zealanders in there. Yeah, exactly. It's, and they're just, just sitting there like, you know what? It's it's revenge time. That's what this year is. It, we're we're cancelling the, the name revenge. Spring Tour. It's the Revenge it's not, Tour. It's the Revenge Tour. The Revenge Tour. Re- return of the Southern Hemisphere, right? <laughs> you know, we're, we're back, baby. The new world, right? You colonised us and you left us. <laughs> We're here for revenge. <laughs> we'll take your land. Yeah. We will take your people. Oh, wait. Uh, uh, no. Too far? Uh, that, that, that's, we, you know, uh, uh, two, two wrongs don't make a right. They okay. did, they did that to us. We're not going to do it to we're them. We're better that. than them. Yeah. Instead of doing that, instead of colonizing and genocide, we're just going to beat them at rugby. Exactly. Because we're taking the higher road. Higher road. Yeah. The revenge tour. This has been a I very philosophical and high-thinking <laughs> episode. So. I love that. I yeah. love the revenge tour. Yeah, the revenge right. tour. That's what it is. And Wallabies, if you're listening, and I know you are, Patty Ryan, you follow us. You better be listening. Get this message to the boys, right? Turn the fuck up. Revenge tour. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Turn the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Highway to the danger zone. Let's go. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, with that, I just uh, wanted to touch base on... Two teams not from the Southern Hemisphere, mm. but playing rugby. No, two teams from the Southern Hemisphere, but playing rugby in the Northern Hemisphere. New Zealand All Blacks versus the Springboks South Africa in Twickenham two weeks before the World Cup is a bit of a preview before we head to France. Yeah, hell of a hell of a match it looks like. Uh, yeah, it'll be a big game. I feel like there will sell out Twickenham. Um, end of August. Just before a World Cup, there'll be some excitement, interest in the teams they name, combos. I think that'll be a big warm-up before we go into it. Yeah, we had a bit of a conversation pre-podcast about it. I was, for me, if I was coaching, I would be very wary about putting my full-strength lineup out there two weeks before a World Cup with every chance of injury. Like we, Playing against South Africa is always a bloody affair, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Additionally... Any suspensions or anything that come out of that game could have an impact on on the World Cup. Not wrong. Um, there's and then as well giving giving that'll other, be a, yeah an interesting point. I didn't gi- even think giving of. giving other teams a view of your your tactics and how your team will line up ahead of the World Cup also to be considered. Right, it's not being televised. <laughs> oh yeah, like that'll stop anyone. You, you think you Pierre from Nice won't just be sitting there in the crowd like, oh yes, we're short on that fullback. Like, you know, like they will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The spies, the French spies, will be out. Yeah, exactly right. That's what they're known for. Uh, yeah, I, I, and the, yeah, there's a lot to consider for that. It's very risky. Yeah. It's very risky. There's a lot of risk involved. But hey, risk it for the biscuit. 
as the philosophers say, you've got to risk it if you <laughs> want the biscuit. <laughs> and, uh, and we all love biscuits. Exactly. What's your we, favorite biscuit? Uh, actually, I said Pierre from Nice. I love a good Nice biscuit. <laughs> With a little sugar on top. It's great. I'm um, Mellow Puff. Is it Mellow Puff? Was there ones you crack on your head? What are they called? No. You what have you no talking? idea what a Mellow Puff is? What is this a New Zealand talking? thing? It might be. Holy. You sure it's not just some small at ki- kiwi like burr that you all eat raw or something? Mellow Puff. Mellow Puff. Yeah. Hold on. I'm showing you. Yeah, these. These. Bad, you don't have these? Let me see. Coles and Woolworths. I feel like I've seen the pack before. I don't know if I've ever had one. Oh, bro. Oh, no, no. I have, I had these. I didn't know they were called Melopods. I swear they were called something different. Yeah, these are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're great. And you crack them on the head, in your head and then you peel the pieces oh. off. Okay. You've never had a Melopuff. I have had a Melopuff. Okay. I've never done that before well, in my life. It's well known. Never that smacked it, myself in the head with a Scotch <laughs> finger in the knee just to break the <laughs> break it half. I, I I'm, I'm starting to sound more and more barbaric as I go on. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is yeah. why. This is why. Revenge tour. Crack, crack it against the head and then just yeah. Yeah, peel it like a, I'm going to bring some peel like an Englishman skull. Next, next, next episode, I'll okay. have some malapost in here Great. for us. All right, don't yeah. you worry. Um, but yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, a lot of things risk to consider. It for the biscuit. Yeah, risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> a lot of things to consider there for both teams. As I said, risk it for the biscuit. It's such a duality, right? Imagine going into that game, right? I like to break things down into the possibilities, right? I think this one's a bit of a, a, a dual, a dichotomy, right? Yep. Option A. Match goes great. It's a great game between two teams. New Zealand, South Africa do well in the World Cup. I don't do so well in the World Cup. I'm going to take with this one. They do well in the World Cup. It's seen as a great move by both teams. Option B, right? You have either a big injury from that game. Uh, Say, for example, uh, uh, Bowden Barrett for the All Blacks, right? Or you have um, Khaleesi. Our our second choice fly half. That's a big injury. <laughs> Can't tell me Bowden Barrett. They just rubbed it into you. <laughs> That's our second choice. For if a year from today, right, or even earlier than that, actually, because the Rugby World Cup have already started by now. All right, let's say 10 months from today, right, Bowden Barrett wiped out for the entire World Cup. You're not telling me that's You're telling me that's not a significant injury. It is, but, I mean, Stephen Donald's led us to glory before. Dan it's still a significant injury, <laughs> right? I mean, I, I look at it from our perspective as well. Say, I'm just going to use Bernard Foley here as our starting fly half. Injured. Sure, Quade Cooper's led us to, to glory before. Sure, we've got other options there. It's still a significant injury. Yeah, he's, he's, injury. he's your starting fly half. Well, he might not be the starter next year. It might oh. be Quade's the starter or something. I see. So that's okay. what you're saying. Yeah, if, even if our second choice fly half was injured, that's still a significant injury for a whole Rugby World Cup. <laughs> he's wiped out for a whole Rugby World Cup. I feel like this has got under your skin. <laughs> not, 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 nothing to do with the players. Just you. You've got under my skin. Dismissing, just as if you can just dismiss Bowden Barrett out of nowhere, and you wouldn't be acting like it's a significant injury. If Bowden, oh, I, I tell you, if we if we lost Bowden Barrett, it would be the biggest underdogs at the tournament. I reckon, I reckon Namibia would be a better chance. Than me. <laughs> you know, because like we've lost Bowden, like. <laughs> you think you're being sarcastic, a joke, but that's what you'd be like. I could just see it now. 
Oh, oh we're, we're so disrupted, right? You know, oh, you know, like there's just so much going on. It's like last year when we played Japan with both the Barretts out and we lost, you know, like there was just so much disruption, <laughs> right? That was the, the biggest underdog story. And New Zealand still somehow won that we pulled through. Everyone doubted us. Yeah, that's what you'd be like. That's what the, you'd be we like. We are the biggest underdogs. You know what? It's not even because you're a New Zealander. It's because you're a Queensland <laughs> And that's what Queensland does. That's all it is. That's what it is. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Let, let's, let's, let's use... Let's use Richie Bawanga then, yeah, right? right? Richie Bawanga gets injured. Or Will Jordan gets injured, right? Or... Not plenty of wingers. Any any of your significant players. Let's just say Artie Savia because okay, we can't sure. replace Artie, him. Artie Savia. Right? No, no, no. Sorry. Sam Kane, your captain. Your best player, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. He might have... <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm kidding. Continue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Artie Savia. Artie Savia gets wiped out in that game. Yeah. Right? That's the worst thing that could ever happen. That'd be... I know. For you personally... Right, you yeah, have to. Me and your, I, your little I love my life. Yeah, your little shrine that you have in your room, just over there. That's what I, I honestly pray to it every night. Yeah, and I go bring us a World Cup. I need to, you got the jersey out there and everything. My captain. Yep, my captain. So the the hairs that are there, are those like actual hairs you've collected. From I played him? it and against them in a rugby game. Yeah, and you fold them straight yep, off them. Yep, yep. Cool. Yeah, I figured. Smell it every night. Yeah. Connor, had, my brother's done the same thing with uh, Tom Wright. He played against Tom Wright. Oh yeah. yeah. And he's still got his hair. He doesn't got much hair to, to pull, though. Exactly. That's how committed Connor was. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. And not because he's a fan. He took a shaver on the field. Yeah, and not because he's a fan of Tom Wright, because just because he hates him. So he <laughs> actively, like, voodoo Oh, pins. voodoo. Yeah. 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 Anyway, say you lose <laughs> Artie Savir, your soulmate, love of your life. Yeah. The one and the only. Sorry, Jim. Uh, <laughs> he's wiped out from that game. That's tears. huge. That affects your entire Literal tears. Yeah. That, and then and then you, you do get to pull the card of, like, well... If you you have a massive asterisk for you for that entire World Cup, like oh, if we don't win the World Cup, of course Artie it's explainable. Artist of Ian Foster gets a pass, right? No, if, he's gone. If you then will, well, exactly because he's the one that's responsible for playing Ardi Savia in that pre-match, right? That doesn't mean anything. It's a meaningless game, right? Mm-hmm. Or say no one gets injured, but say then you don't win the World Cup or you don't do as well as you think. Say you, you don't even make it to the final, you get knocked out in the semi-final. Do the questions come out? Are the players tired because they? Had that game two weeks of extra bumps and bruises meant that they weren't as sharp, things like that. There's all these questions. For me, I am I'm split. I honestly don't know what I would do if I was coaching that situation because it is there are so many risks, but there's also so much potential reward, right? From getting that little bit of extra experience, that little bit of extra time together. A real game scenario against a really tough opponent, the defending world champions, right? Yeah. Like how many of these other teams would kill for a game against the defending world champions before the rugby world cup? Yeah, I guess. It's hard because we always end up in a pretty shit pool and I think we've done it again. I think we've got France or someone as the only hard one and then it's – so I, I, I just – we'll cruise for our pool it's, and be one of the top two, so I'm not too worried. Yeah, I, do, I, I, I feel like there's risk there. The, the, main, the main risk, of course, is if you have a star player. Go down. Yep. That's, that's the biggest risk. You You're not wrong. You're not wrong, and I can see that. And I didn't even think about this is how arrogant I am about it before. I was just like, oh, this is going to be a great spectacle. Two teams playing in Twickenham. But yeah, you did mention it pre-podcast and say, "What if someone gets injured?" I was like, what if, so, what what if someone gets injured? What if someone gets carded? That's those, yeah, those like that's and that's what you said there before. And I said, "Imagine you got to go. Don't get your fucking cards. Do not. No one go get, get a card. It'll be like, well, no one intentionally goes out and gets a card unless no one is fine. Pull your head in. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you're always getting red carded. Uh, you know, exactly. you're a terrible, filthy player. Like just whoa, 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 calm whoa, it down. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
We don't say that around here, right? No, um, I was, I was just quoting Ian Foster. Sorry. I'm bleeping that out of the podcast. <laughs> that blasphemy will yeah. not be spoken on this like, podcast. I, I quoted that directly from Ian Foster. Foster so, yeah. All right. so, so just put that, make sure, just for me, just put under, in Quotations. quotation marks, yeah. Ian Foster. Ian Foster. <laughs> yeah. Um, Super Rugby Squads. I mean, I don't know anything about it because I'm not New Zealand, right? We've got nothing from the fucking Australian sides. <laughs> now, I want to preference this, and I've put the photo uh, or the graphic, and I'll try, I won't put it on the podcast, but I'll put it in oh, our... Okay. I was going to say, let's put it... It's right nah, here. it takes too much time to edit okay. and stuff. Sorry, team. But it's here, uh, and then up here, and now over here. <laughs> Starfade. But I might, I might just do it for a TikTok or something like that. Uh, but the New Zealand Super, uh, Super Rugby NZ Instagram or Twitter posted the photo or the graphic that I may show you here, um, which basically says when the squads are getting named for the New Zealand teams, and mm. it's happening at two-hour intervals starting at 6, 8, 10, 12, 2 um, for the whole country, and it moving down the country, all happening tomorrow. And I was like, this is a bloody great idea. This is yeah. this is exactly what we've talked about. Every time you mentioned what would you do if I gave you $200 billion to run – um, Australian rugby and it was marketing, marketing, marketing. Yeah. So I thought, why not have a look at what Australia Super Rugby AU or Super Rugby Oz that I thought. Now this Super Rugby NZ page is just a creative page, obviously by someone in New Zealand rugby who also works for Super Rugby and stuff. It's not like like anything else. Why is there not a Super Rugby AU or a Super mm. Rugby Australia page? Like there isn't. So this is it, this is it takes no preference to. Any team, it's just for all of the Super Rugby New Zealand teams. Now, there's a Super Rugby page yeah. as well, and that takes for every team. But why isn't there a Super Rugby Australia page? Like, I, again, doing this, this is the marketing that you need. It's fantastic from New Zealand point of view. Like, I can't wait to see all the teams slowly yeah. come out. Every every two hours, I will legitimately check my phone and go, God, this player's signed. Oh, that player's actually fully signed. Oh, this is the guy's made the team. Oh, where did, where did that player go? You know, there will be some players and names missing and some players and names in there that haven't featured there before. And I'm going to be like, that's going to be fantastic. And I'm like, Australia Rugby drops the ball again. Even if you're not looking at it live, it gives you a great reference point to go back to and just be like, oh, okay, this is when, this is the squads. I can see who's in these squads. You'll know they'll all be there in one spot. There isn't a Super Rugby AU page, you're correct on that. I wonder if that's part of the strategy by Rugby Australia because, you know, there's the whole stash going on. Do they stay in Super Rugby? Do they split from Super Rugby? Maybe they're not wanting to invest too many resources in it now so that they can pull out later and it's not um, as as big of a deal. Um, spoiler alert, it's going to be a big deal no matter what you've got it invested in it now. You may as well try and make it a success while you're in it and earn as much money as you can while you're in it. But, you know, fuck me, what do I know? Um, you can always change the page name, I'm sure, exactly. can you? Like, you can do stuff like it's, that. Social media, when, you, when you're a big business like that, so, social media is fucking easy to do whatever you want. Yeah. So, yeah, look, uh, yeah, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. Now, that's not to say that the social media content that Super Rugby AU franchises themselves are putting out isn't great. You know, like I mentioned before, the Waratahs, they've got their juniors competition going on right now, or the Super Rugby AU's got their juniors competition going on right now, that the Waratahs are killing it in. Um, both the under 16s and 19s undefeated. Uh, but, and there's good shots of training. There's even a good, like, little countdown to when preseason starts and everything. Like that. that sort of stuff's great. Um, I think that's the right kind of content to be putting out there. I think a few things could be better, right? Uh, one thing that I think is underutilized by the Waratahs page is graphics. 
right? They've got good ones for the juniors competitions, putting out the standings for how the junior Waratahs are doing. Too many pictures of players' faces, right? It's great to see. Love seeing my boy Angus Bell out there working his heart out, sweating, doing the things that makes him lots of money and deservedly so, or will make him lots of money, deservedly so. He's also a fan of the page. Shout out <laughs> to Angus Bell. Um, I love seeing stuff like that. I love seeing throwbacks to when we beat the Crusaders for the Super Rugby Championship. Great. Love those memories. I would love to see more graphics. Instead of putting it in a caption of the post of like, you know, 23 sleeps or whatever until 2023 preseason training kicks off. Yeah. Make that the splash image, right? Yeah. That's so much easier for people to consume. It's the picture right there and then. That's what gets people clicking on a page, right? Yep. Not just like random shots of Tane Edmed looking sweaty and ginger. Like <laughs> that's what gets people, that's what gets me clicking on it. And as well, like there's, uh, there's reels of like uh, advertising the new club and it's like white text over our sky blue jerseys. Like that's hard to, to read and things like that. Pictures of people are great. I mean, look, look you can see it's all pictures you. of people, Yeah. right? Even the results are primarily the players in there. Yeah. And I get why you want to do that. I don't think it's the right way to do it. If you're going to have, I think this Academy one here, and I'm sorry for the, the, viewers in the podcast that you can't really see this, right? But it's two players in their academy team, but there's no there's no background. It's a background. The background is a graphic rather than the background of like the pitch, yeah. whatever. That's If you're going to use players, that's how you use it, right? I don't want to see, right? Another one where they're announcing the result of a game against the Rebels and then the background is pictures of players and other players with the field in the background. Just have one player... Muted background and make the score the biggest thing on the page, not the picture of the players, right? It's there. You need to learn when it's the right time to put those things out, right? Uh, I think NFL teams do a good job of it, where they half the page is like the score, yeah, right? and the other half is players. Need the the information is what we want. The information is what gets people clicking on on things. Yeah. Schedules should I shouldn't see a player. Anywhere inside on the schedule. Standings. Shouldn't see a player inside anywhere near standings, right? If you could have a countdown to the preseason, make it a big fucking number in the picture. Like, say it's 20 days to the 2023 season, uh, preseason kickoff, right? When that yeah. when the preseason starts. Have a big old number 20 on the page. That's right in people's faces. It gives them attention. Seeing the players, and it's a little bit of oversaturation from their own pages because they're constantly posting the players, right? Get a little bit just like, okay, I've seen this player before. I know who this is. That's Tane Edmund. That's Ben Donaldson, right? That's Hoops. Yes, we love Hoops. I love Michael Hooper. What you have for Artie Sevilla, I have for Michael Hooper, right? <laughs> and it's a tougher love for me because look at his face, right? <laughs> but I still, I still love him that much, right? I love him to death. Don't need to see him on every single post. Sometimes it's okay to not have players in your post. I know you pay money to use their name, image, and likeness, but you don't need to use it on every single post. Please, I'm begging you. That new Super Rugby NZ graphic. Luke, how many players were on that graphic? Zero. Zero. You know what they had? The club's branding and logos, right? And little variations on that to make it interesting to look at. They had where those teams are in New Zealand. So people could be like, oh, the Hurricanes. I live sort of near there. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll be interested in where the Hurricanes play. Uh, uh, and who they play and who who's going to line up for the Hurricanes, things like that. Great. That's perfect. That's simple. It doesn't cost you very much to do at all. No fancy editing skills needed. And you know what? It's f interesting. That's yeah. the key point is it's 
interesting. Simple and interesting. Simple and interesting, like me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that. I like that. I, I get it as well. And I jumped on and I, as soon as I jumped on the page, I wouldn't have noted it probably jumping on the Waratahs page, but as soon as you said it and then I jumped on the Waratahs page, I was like, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I do think. There's only, rugby sweaty men will only get you so far. That's that's the, that's it wrong. at the end of the day. Sweaty men will only get you so You're far. Not wrong. Uh, sweaty women as well, because of course we've got the women's world women's cup going world on. Cup. But it's, even though we've got the women's world cup going on at the moment, it's still mainly pictures of sweaty men. So, <laughs> shall we yeah. talk about the women's world cup? Shall we get you off off that? Because you look like yeah. I I don't have much to say. We're going to play England. We're probably going to lose because they get paid professionally. We don't. We're, it's the biggest underdog story in rugby world history. <laughs> um, you know. It's, it's, yeah, we've got absolutely zero chance. It's even more of an underdog story than New Zealand playing without Artie Savia. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be a miracle if Australia wins. Uh, it'll be a miracle if Australia loses by less than 40. Yeah, well, uh, positive. Love that. Uh, yeah. France versus Italy is the first quarter final. Then you've got Z- all Bla- uh, Black Ferns versus Wales, uh, England versus Australia, and Canada versus USA are the four quarter finals. There's, Four sort of really pickable winners. France should beat Italy, New Zealand should beat Wales, mm. England should beat Australia, and Canada has already beaten USA at this World Cup, so expect them to do it again. Yep. In the semi-finals, it will be the winner of A and B, so that's France versus Italy and New Zealand versus Wales, and then the winner of C and D, which is England versus Aussie and Canada versus USA. So New Zealand's going to have to beat the two powerhouses, European powerhouses, that is France and England. And back-to-back games to retain the World Cup. Mm. Like you said, it will be one of the one, one for the record books, one for history. If Australia do somehow manage to pull up the upset of the season, um, season of the century, the of century the millennia, of, of the entire history of, of professional rugby. rugby. Uh, yeah, professional rugby. Uh, Japan versus South Africa was pretty historic. This um, would be bigger than that. That would. If Japan players, if the Japanese players weren't getting paid and they beat South Africa, that would be what it would be like. Yeah. But they did get paid. So I think in this instance, if the Wallaroos come through and beat the Red Roses, it will be pretty it will be It will be the biggest upset win in professional rugby history. And even, in fact, not professional rugby history, in semi-professional rugby history as well, because <laughs> the Australian well, the Wallaroos are professional because they don't get paid. Pay the damn women. What he said. Um, I wouldn't mess with you today, Husey. <laughs> Revenge tour. Uh, um, yeah, I, I guess it'll be interesting. What I must say is very interesting that's been announced. The All Blacks versus Japan kicks off at 4.30 on Saturday, mm-hmm. 4.30 p.m. New Zealand well, Black Ferns versus Wales kicks off at 5.10. Oh. So the same time. Yeah. And what someone said is actually when they announced the schedule, it had to be confirmed in the Japan game. And this was four months ago when they announced the end of year tour schedule. Mm. And it's taken them four months to decide to put it on at the same time as the quarterfinal. When they knew, they knew the quarterfinal schedule, the NZ woman finished top of their pool, they would be playing it. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's, it's easy because, well, you know, the All Blacks game starts at 4.30, yeah. right? 5.10 the Black Ferns game starts, right? 40 minutes, right? So that's a half of rugby. But surely you... So, so so the All Blacks fans can already turn off the TV once you're being beaten by Japan that badly that, you know, you can't come back in the second half. And you can switch to watch the Black Ferns play and they'll win. 
It's, it's so clever. It's to help save your feelings. Save our feelings. Oh, yeah. yeah, I see. I, I think it's just disrespectful to the yeah. girls, if anything. Uh, but, yeah, I do see what you're saying. Um, but, yeah, again, I feel like this round is the last round before we actually get into the, the four favourites going at it, like top four teams in the world playing each other. Um, yep. It'll be a historic semi-final, I think. I think we'll have some really big games. And if it's New Ze- even France versus England, New Zealand versus England final at Eden Park could potentially be a sellout with those yep. the state of those two teams. Now, finally, before we go, I just want to mention it again. The Wellington Lions yep. won the MPC final. They went to Christchurch and beat Canterbury, which doesn't happen often. I have played with or against, I want to say, about 80% of this team and rugby in Wellington. The season started off hard. We lost to a team called Northland who aren't usually very good. One Only one game before the season got cancelled last year and it wasn't looking like a good season. Then we reeled off nine straight won the final to make it 10 straight, in that we won the Ramfurly Shield. And as I sat there and watched the New Zealand Black Caps absolutely demolish you Aussies at a T20 cricket this game. This isn't a cricket podcast. It mate. doesn't matter. But I was there and I watched it oh, as Finn Allen, Wellington boy. Uh, this is how I wrap it all around. The Wellington boy, Devin Conway, Wellington boy, who absolutely spanked you Aussies. I was sitting there with my phone, like this, my hand and my head, watching us beat Canterbury and just about blow it. We did. They scored with two minutes to go to make it a five-point game. Kickoff, the most un-Canterbury Crusader thing happens. They drop the kickoff. I was like, this is our time. It's, yeah. It is us. And we managed to hold on, win the game. Some massive performances. It's going to be really interesting next year mm. because... We have a number eight in the Wellington Lions who played his first year, actually won our MVP on our page and rookie of the year at the same time, who's pretty fantastic. Mm. Now, we've got a number seven in Duplessis Creefy for the Lions, who's also pretty fantastic. Now, we've got Adi Sevilla, who is God's, what, gift, God's gift to this world and to <laughs> me. Um so I don't know. I really hope Gemma listens to this episode. <laughs> she will never listen to any of these yeah. episodes, so I'm pretty safe. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be an interesting back row for the Hurricanes next year because this young buck signed on already. Mm. So I don't know if they'll try and push him to six. I don't know if they'll try and push Artie back to seven and then push Duplicy Kreefi to six. Bit of a Charlie Gamble type player. Um, Charlie Gamble, yes. Uh, so... I'm interested. I'm just, I'm so excited from watching them win. Uh, I'm disrespected as a Wellington Lions supporter. That only three of the players made the All Blacks XV, while eight Christchurch uh, Canterbury players did. Um, but yeah, I, you know, you know, you know, you know what that is though. It was that little, little, little sprinkle of motivation, little dusting of revenge, revenge, revenge tour, revenge tour, revenge tour. Yeah. Uh, title of this podcast, revenge tour. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, it is. It has been. One of the seasons, the best season ever as a Wellington Lions supporter. And that doesn't happen often. I mean, I've been on this planet for, you know, 28-odd years now. And 22 years we haven't won. Mm-hmm. For 14 years we hadn't held the Ramfetti Shield. To do both of the same season, historic, absolutely historic. So thank you for the Wellington Lions and to all the Wellington Lions supporters. Uh, bugger you, Canterbury. You're as bad as the French. Uh, well, speaking, speaking of the French... And to wrap this into Wellington as well, you know who the city of Wellington is named for? The Duke of Wellington. 
yeah. from from back in the day. Do you know what yep. he did? Just beat the French. Beat constantly. the French. Undefeated against the French. Undefeated, undefeated against, against, the, against French. the French. So that's what the All Blacks need to do. Look into the history of of Wellington. Tap into that historical knowledge, and realize we shouldn't lose the French. We we're, na- we're named after. We're named after Wellington himself, who beat who beat Napoleon, who beat who, the the French's the French people's most iconic hero, Napoleon, the tyrant of Europe. Who did he lose to? Wellington. Where's named after Wellington? New Zealand. There you go. New Zealand. There you go. To beat France. And the World Cup semi-final, and then Australia and New Zealand to play the World Cup final. Sounds good. Australia to win. No! <laughs> Got him! Not a Vardy Sevilla's around. Yeah. Well, he won't be because he'll get injured Enjoying in that pre-game against South Africa. <laughs> it Alrighty. all comes together. Revenge. Revenge, revenge, revenge. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on the That Rugby Podcast. Peace. Revenge tour. Revenge. Not peace, revenge. <laughs>